0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Talking ELT, the easiest place to learn about the big trends in language teaching. Today, we're continuing our conversation about self-regulated learning with Nathan, Hayo, and Fleur. We're talking about self-regulated learning and how we can help teachers support it. Um, And when you you wrote the position paper, you actually created a framework for this. Um, And it's a framework that guides both teachers and institutions through the process of fostering and supporting independent learners, autonomous learners, and how to help learners develop these skills. Um, and I was hoping you could tell us a bit about the framework. And for our listeners who may not have read the paper or heard about this before, um, could you quickly walk us through it and what it involves?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the, the framework itself, as you can see, is you know, there's two parts. Is a the top half, which talks about the wider context. And then the bottom half talks specifically about Teaching practices, so the, the 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 skills that teachers can help learners to develop, and um, f- for those of you who might be listening to this episode rather than watching, uh, I'll try and, and you know make it come to life for you. Uh, so there are essentially six different elements or stages, if you will, in the self-regulated learning process, and they all have to come together to create a self-regulated learning. Um, process or experience. And what is important to recognize is that we'll talk about these six different components or stages in a moment a little bit, but uh, they, they all are, re- they repeat. So it's, it's a cycle. So once as a learner, you go through a self-regulated learning process, it, it all starts again, it basically is, is a continuous uh, lifelong process.
2: So first of all, we, you have to sort of talk to learners and make them understand why this is good for them, why they need to know about this that it's not just for the subject that they're doing in class today with you, but it's going to be for life in general, for their future academic life, their future work life. And, and bring it down to the sort of relevance of what you're doing here and now with them so they can see why, because you've got to get their engagement or else mm. they won't see the point of continuing with this. But once you've got their interest and they can see that the reason for it, um, then you can move on to the next stage, which is where you get them to think about what they need to work on so it might be they're not very good at the past simple they might not be very good at speaking mm. um whatever it is get them to focus on that is it is it just language learning needs or it can be anything it Can be all sorts of needs i mean in the context of the english classroom that but it could be anything you could in advise. the paper
1: we we sort of distinguish between three broad categories of of needs we have the, the language needs like the mm. ones that you just mentioned and then we have learning needs so the ability to for example you know plan your learning successfully and and uh, not procrastinate and things like that and then the third category of needs is uh, our emotional needs so okay. recognizing for example when you are feeling uh, anxious or frustrated and knowing how to how to deal with that mm. Yeah,
3: just to to build on that, I think it's about developing that strategic response to how we're feeling and what our needs are, which leads to the next step then is setting goals. So we we have some form of motivation. We've identified certain needs. Now we need to set goals. Um, And in the position paper, we talk about SMART goals. Uh, which are specific,
1: measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound.
0: Oh,
3: you're better at that. That's the I. one. I always forget that. <laughs> 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 I usually have to look them up. Right. Thanks, <laughs> Uh So yes, so we we talk we talk about smart goals, and these these of course are our goals that we can set, uh, short term, long term, and even goals nested within larger mm. goals. Um, with that clear goal setting process in place uh, learners then need uh, to start making plans so how are you going to go about achieving those goals what is the the plan that's in place or the plan that we can work on together to put into place so that you can self-regulate
1: your learning and and achieve those goals Mm. so the goal setting is is kind of broader and and longer term and the plans are more practical and shorter term so you might have a longer term goal to Mm. achieve whatever it may be at the end of this year and your plan for this week as a learner is obviously a set of more defined tasks Mm.
0: and what's what's this extra cycle
1: well the extra corner so this is the the fifth of the the six components Uh, so this is where once you've made your your plans you engage in Uh, one or more language learning activities or tasks and these could be tasks that you carry out in class with other learners with your teacher they could be things that you do on your own but whatever the task may be it involves three components that you as a learner are responsible for one is to select the right resources to help you carry out that task and resources could be materials they could be a textbook they could be a dictionary they could also be other learners. They could be teachers, native speakers, whatever the case may be. But knowing as a learner what resources will help you is, is vital. And especially, of course, when we're talking about online resources, knowing what is a reliable, trustworthy source, for example, is an example of knowing how to select the right resources. Once you've select, selected the resources, you select the most appropriate strategies. Right, so, you try and make the activity uh, as efficient and as effective as possible uh, so for example if i'm going to be having conversations with people then i might want to practice beforehand uh, my communication strategies mm, of you course. Know. Yeah. and then finally um for each and every task you need to as a learner have some way of knowing whether you are doing well whether the task is actually uh helping you to learn whether you are carrying it out successfully and in the the paper we refer to this as monitoring progress
0: mm. And then there's there's one there's one last element in this cycle that happens before motivation. Um, Flood. You want to you want to bring us home.
2: Self-assessment. So then you sort of you do all these things and you think, okay, so have I achieved what I wanted? How am I doing? And and that's very important.
1: And um, that relates back again to the longer-term mm-hmm. goals as well. So you you might uh, whereas with task. Um, you know, task regulation, uh, you monitor your progress throughout the day or throughout you know, mm-hmm. the activities that you carry out. But the self-assessment might happen once a week, once a month, once every few months where you sort of take a step back and say, well, I set those goals earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. How am I doing? You know, am I actually yeah. achieving yeah. them or not? And a really important component that follows on from that also is to reflect Right, so once you've done your self-assessment, that may well have some implications for. Well, it might have implications for your needs. Your needs may have changed in the last six months. Maybe in the last six mm-hmm. months you moved up a grade or you, you know, got a new job or, right, um, and that of course then leads to perhaps uh, selecting new goals. Yes. And you know yep. that requires new plans so you can see how it's it's a continuous cycle of uh, planning action reflection and starting over again
2: and i think the goal aspect is very important because if your goal is something that seems almost unattainable and very large if you can break it into mini goals mm. then you'll gradually get there yeah that makes sense
3: this is something that we do in the toolkit as well. Mm-hmm. The
2: toolkit that comes with a position paper.
3: There's um, an activity where learners are outlining goals and the basically mini goals in route to those larger goals. Okay, yeah. So there are actually photocopiable resources that we have where, where teachers can can use those in the classroom and and for learners to even and use on their own to mm. kind of help to inform this process.
1: Well, the the, the what is really fascinating. Um, and, and we had these these conversations in in writing the paper and i 'm sure many of of uh, our listeners and viewers will have had similar experiences too is that uh, learners are remarkably unprepared for these individual skills mm. and so for example i 've had lots of uh, cases where learners have either you know no clear idea at all of what aspects of the language they actually need or uh, the wrong idea. right? So they might you know, uh, think that they need to learn English to perfection uh, and, and every aspect of the language to perfection, which for some learners may be you know, exactly what they need, but for many learners is not the case. And right. so uh, when you start actually engaging with learners and encouraging them to think about, well, mm. why do you do this? Well, what is it that you want? What are you hoping to achieve? What is it for? What are your life goals? How does, how does English fit in this? You can really start to see this sort of recognition of, like, ah, right. Okay. Maybe I don't need to learn uh, everything that I've been trying to learn or, you know.
2: And now it's more manageable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting
3: that even in something like uh, identifying or setting specific goals, as you just mentioned, uh, that could actually work as a feedback loop back into motivation. It's it could mm. be even before they take action. It's it's oh now I know what my goal is. Before yeah. I was a bit lost. I wasn't sure how to approach this. Mm. I didn't have a plan. You know. So even though we've we've put this framework together in in a seemingly linear way. Mm. These different parts of the processes work as feedback loops back into mm-hmm. earlier processes, and something as simple as creating a plan and, and a learner, you know, seeing that plan in place could increase motivation and providing that structure.
2: Yeah. And I'd say when you're making the plan, the mistake I always make is forget about the time element. I think how much time have you got mm. <laughs> to devote to this, and factor that in as well. Yeah, of course. Mm.
1: What's what's really important um, with this framework, and I just want to you know, clarify. And I'm, I think I'm speaking on behalf of all of us when I say that this is just one way of formulating, visualizing the process. There are probably other ways, and there's certainly other terminology that could be used here. Yeah, you know, the framework itself doesn't matter so much. What does matter matter is the systematicity, the fact that it's structured, and that as a teacher, whatever you do, that you know what you're doing that there is a plan to it and that there is a clear, meaningful sequence of steps. That's one. And secondly, equally importantly, that you have in your own curriculum plans, in your own syllabus, that you have an idea of when... Which of these aspects of self-regulated learning is going to be introduced, Mm -hmm. is going to be supported, is going to be practiced, etc. And then you can look at the curriculum and say, okay, I I have this group of learners for the next three months or a year or whatever the case may be. Okay, let's see where we can fit this in and where we perhaps can assess whether learners have developed these these skills as well.
2: Yeah, otherwise it could easily get missed out. You'll end up bunching it all together and it, it won't be systematic.
3: Yeah, I had. Gosh, I had one final comment. Oh, and I yeah. just lost it. It, oh. went, it went silent, and I was like, <laughs> Ah, where are you? <laughs> that
2: was, that was
0: yeah. the
3: golden nugget of the day, wasn't it? Oh, it was oh. something decent. At do, least. do you do you, you, can, you
0: can if you have it, you can you can jump in. Jump
2: it in. It was fine. No,
0: sorry. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking E L T, the easiest place to learn about the big issues in language teaching. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want to learn more about this issue and others like it. You can also get practical advice and resources on this topic by downloading our position paper. Just follow the link in the
1: description.